As my second year of teaching in the Bronx, New York drew to a strange and unconventional close, I found myself facing an identity crisis. When I first scaled the steps of my school building, I was new and ready to learn and willing to be molded into whatever I needed to be for my students. And so I was. My school took a malleable teacher and turned her into a regent's machine. I was so caught up with not so sneakily sneaking the regents into my day-to-day assignments. I was constantly praised for my high-performing students, my keen ability to create questions that mirrored those from a test, and I really prided myself on that. When COVID hit and I was forced into the boredom of quarantine at home, I had a chance to self-reflect, and the reflection I saw absolutely horrified me. My name is Erin Ormsby, and the excerpt you just heard is from my statement of educational and career goals uh, from when I first applied to UB over a year ago. And I wanted to share that to kind of share the teacher that I was before entering into the education program. Now, as I move into my fourth year of teaching, I think that I have definitely changed a lot. My goals are really focused on educational equity, focusing on identity in the classroom and focusing on authentic writing. And I think that this class, LAI 552, has helped tremendously to shape many of those goals. And I'm excited to talk about some of the things that I've learned and some of my next steps for next year. One of the things that I have been trying and working to unlearn is that like absolute focus on being super test centric. And I'm really working to try to incorporate identity, criticality. And so something that I absolutely am going to take and run with out of this class is the equity model of literacy learning from Goldie Muhammad that we learned about in one of our first weeks, um, where we write our our objectives based on identity, skill, intellect, and criticality. Now, this is something I'm super excited about because um, while I am working in confines of being held accountable to lesson plans and to tests, this will hold myself accountable to ensure that the things that really, really are important for equity within my classroom and within our school building are being counted for, criticality and identity in particular. Something else that I'm taking away that is of absolute importance to me um, is learning about text complexity. Um, I'm very, very passionate about young adult literature. Um, I wish you could see my bookshelf. It is absolutely ridiculous. Um, My bookshelf extends onto my floor and all over the place because I have so many young adult books that I'm reading. Um, And one of the articles that we had the chance to read in class by Marcy Glaus was really teaching us how to advocate for using young adult literature within the classroom. Um, Glaus says, an English curriculum centered primarily on canonical texts holds little promise, particularly for those who find reading challenging. Um, Having worked with my students for three years now, I do find that my students find reading to be challenging. I work with students with disabilities and I work with ENL students. So I truly believe that young adult literature would be a great way to engage students and also to really help them like to love reading. Um, and uh, 
Glaus asks the question, can we establish reading that both engages students and provides them with opportunities to grapple with diverse, sophisticated texts? And the answer to that is absolutely. Um, so this article was really meaningful to me because I oftentimes within my school find pushback, like, oh, you know what, this, this text that you want to teach, it's not rigorous enough. Um, but I think that learning about text complexity is going to really help me advocate for things that our students not only need, but things that would really, really interest them, engage them, and motivate them. Along the same lines, learning about text sets was really exciting. Um, I do think that I kind of use text sets naturally, but I'd like to be more intentional about it as I move forward. Um, so again, as someone who does work with students with disabilities, um, ENL students, and just students who have differing interests. Text sets are absolutely an amazing opportunity to engage everybody um, and to provide successful reading opportunities. Uh, Lupo et al. said that we need to be providing students with opportunities to have successful reading encounters, and text sets absolutely can be that thing. Um, and it also does provide um, conflicting perspectives, which is really important in helping students to kind of form their own opinions um, and to break the, the confines of that single story. So I believe that's super important within equity um, and it should be happening in all of our classrooms. Another huge takeaway was redefining differentiation. Um, traditionally, I think that I had understood differentiation as something that needed to be provided only for students with disabilities. Um, but having a look at the pentagonal pyramid of differentiated literacy instruction was so helpful because it, it makes learning so much more equitable for all, all students. Um, so you can differentiate for motivation for multiple texts by technology, by literacy proficiency. And most importantly, I think was for cultural and linguistic diversity. So really knowing your students. Um, and I also think this is a great place for allowing choice um, in ways that honor our students' cultural and linguistic backgrounds um, is super important. Along the same lines, uh, incorporating more student voice, um, we talked a lot about critical literacy. And I think that really, really honoring students' voice and having the teacher step back a little bit. Um, I traditionally have been hesitant to let go, um, but I think learning to let go not only is important in students kind of developing that autonomy, um, but it really does help to validate student identities um, and let them know that like you see them and you trust them to kind of go through this process. Um, and I think that that's kind of how disciplinary literacy happens. It's like you're trusting them. Like today you are a literary critic and you're, you're doing this. And I think that's so important. And I think it's so important for students to know that um, the questions that they have, the interests that they want to explore are important and are valid. And it's not just what the teacher wants them to do. It's not a prescriptive curriculum. Um, their voices matter, no matter who you are, what you believe. Um, we're going to honor your voice, your thoughts, your questions. So what does this mean for next year? What are my next steps? Great question, glad you asked. Um, so the first step is to make sure that 
My texts are culturally responsive, and although I do have some canonical texts in there, I do want to make sure that I'm pairing those with text sets that are culturally responsive and representative of my students. Um, so for example, one text that I have traditionally taught is the Odyssey graphic novel version. Um, I'm considering replacing it, um, but if I'm unable to do a replacement. I would love to replace it with Children of Blood and Bone because it's a Nigerian folktale and it's really awesome. But if I'm unable to, I would like to go about it in a different way through a critical lens of kind of looking at the role of women critically, kind of reading it through a different lens um, because it is a text that can be a bit problematic. But that is one step that I have for just texts. Additionally, I am looking at all of my units and I'm thinking about where I can insert those critical questions about power and privilege um, and ensuring that I have those represented in an authentic way throughout all units. Um, same thing with all units. I want to ensure that there's lots of student choice and opportunities for students to really create their own questions and, and do some self-guided activities that allow them to really think about exploring things that they are interested in. So I'm working on taking a step back and kind of letting the students run the show. There's a lot more that I'd love to do. I would love to do critical inquiry projects. I have so many different ideas, but I'm gonna start small for now since it's the first time entering the classroom in a year and a half after the pandemic. But I'm really excited to see how this goes. And I think that the students are gonna have a much more authentic and memorable, validating, loving experience in the classroom. Thank you.